Old radio, old radio, old radio, old radio, old radio. Comedy Podcast. Welcome to episode 32 of season 4 of the Old Radio Comedy Podcast. Amos and Andy was one of the very first radio comedy shows, originating on the famous WMAQ in Chicago. First broadcast in 1928, and starring Freeman Goslin and Charles Carell, who created the show, it became massively popular shortly after, first on NBC Radio and later on CBS. It started out as a nightly serial from 1928 to 1943, then as a weekly sitcom from 1943 to 1955, then as a nightly disc jockey program from 54 to 60. A TV adaptation was made from 1951 to 53. Although the show's characters were black, they were voiced by white actors, Gosden and Carell. Gosden voiced Amos and the Kingfish, and Carell voiced Andy. They each also voiced several other incidental characters throughout the show's run as well, including female characters. Beginning in 1935, female actors were hired to voice the female parts, and some male actors to voice a few of the other male supporting characters as well. There were some negative reactions to the show over the years. For instance, in 1930, the Bishop of the African Methodist Episcopal Zion Church wrote an article denouncing the show as characterizing black people as lower class and the, quote, crude, repetitious, and moronic dialogue. This led to a six-month protest in 1931, and over 700,000 African Americans petitioned the Federal Radio Commission to cancel the show, accusing it of racial stereotyping. This didn't dent the show's overall popularity, however, and it remained one of the most popular radio comedies throughout its run. Now sit back and enjoy the March 2nd, 1945, and February 13th, 1949 broadcasts of Amos and Andy. The Amos and Andy Show! Whenever Andy Brown is in trouble, it's safe to assume that it's caused by either women or money. However, in his present difficulties, he's gone a step further. He's combined them both. At the moment, he is in his office looking to the Kingfish for comfort. Oh, I tell you, Kingfish, I isn't a mess here. Yeah, well, let me tell you, I ain't got no sympathy for a man to expect to take out a gal on a date with only 12 cents in his pocket. Well, listen... I suppose when you was courting your wife, you never took her out with only that much money, huh? Never, and never. If she didn't have at least a dollar, the date was off. Mm. <laughs> well, the only thing I can figure out is to take this gal of mine someplace tonight, but there ain't no charge for admission. I know, maybe the museum. That's free. Uh, there's only one uh, trouble, though, about taking her to a museum. What's that? If she's anything like that last gal there, they're going to keep her there. <laughs> Oh, no, Kingfish. Wait a minute. This gal is different. And I is crazy about her. Honest, I am. Andy, you sound serious. Oh, Kingfish, I is. I love her. And this ain't puppy love. This ain't no fly-by-night love. This is the real thing. The kind of love a fellow dreams about all his life. It's rare. Chills, huh? Oh, yeah. I ain't been in love like this since a week ago Tuesday. <laughs> Say, look, Andy... I don't know why you don't come right out and tell the gal you was broke. That's no crime. Yeah, but here's the thing, Kingfish. This is one gal that I really want to marry. Mm-hmm. The gal got a good job in some office. She make a lot of money. Smart as a whip. You ought to see her handle numbers and figures. She's smart with figures. Oh, business gal, huh? Yeah, but there's one thing about that gal. She ain't got no respect for a man that ain't a success in business. Yeah, that puts you right in the ash can, don't it? <laughs> Well, you see, to make a hit with her, why, I told her that I made about $7,000 last year. Mm-hmm. Told her that I got a lot of investments, so... Now, how was I going to tell her that I was broke? I want to keep up a good front with her. I'll tell you what, you do call up, Anna, and tell her that you got some business that just come up. Uh, I t- uh, tell her that you planned on taking her out to a very exclusive club dinner, but you can't. Yeah, that's the stuff I can lay it on with her. What kind of dinner was I going to take her to? Oh, high class. Tell her that the dinner was starting off with uh, seafood, then uh, lobster thermidor, hmm. then oysters on the half shell, pheasant, 
chicken under glass and tell her the dessert was going to be that French, uh, well, just say, uh, PC resistance. Say that. <laughs> yeah, uh, hand me that phone. Yeah, here you go. I wish I had some money. I has had to take more gals on walking dates here lately. Getting so when I first meet a gal, now I look at her feet before I look at her face. Yeah. I'll get a lot of mileage out of them already. Yeah, hello? Oh, uh, hello. Is this Caroline? Yeah. Hello. <laughs> uh, this is Andy. Oh, hello, Andy. How are you? All right. What time are you coming over tonight? Oh, well, that's what I called you about, honey. Uh... I got in a meeting here with my bankers, and I ain't going to finish in time to get out tonight. Oh, your bankers? Yeah, they're here now. Uh, uh, wait just a minute. Hey, bankers, make that two off ten net sixty. And pile that money up on the table there, and stop walking around on them checks laying on the floor. <laughs> yeah, for a guy with 12 cents, that's really putting on the dog there, huh? Wait a minute. Uh, hello, honey. Uh, I was going to take you out to an exclusive club tonight for dinner. Sorry we can't go. Oh, I am, too. Uh, tell about the food, then. Yeah. Uh, tell you what we was going to have to eat, too, tonight, honey. Well, what was that? Oh, we was going to have a great meal. I had the whole thing ordered. We was going to start off first there with some kind of seafood. A seafood cocktail? Uh, well, I planned on no drinking. <laughs> but anyway, then we blends into lobster thermostat. And, <laughs> and then following that, uh, you know what was next? Uh, no, Andy, what? Pheasant on the half shell. <laughs> and then, honey, we was going to have chicken under glass. Oh, I've heard of that. Chicken under glass. Oh, yeah. Tell you the truth, for a while there, I was thinking of having the whole meal served under glass, including us. Oh, that was quite a dinner. Oh, but I ain't told you about the dessert. What was that going to be? Piece de resistance. We might even have two pieces of it. <laughs> We couldn't get together, but give me a ring at the office tomorrow. You have my number. Yeah, all right. And don't forget your little Andy Wendy. I won't. Goodbye. Goodbye. Andy Wendy. Well, Andy, that was one of the crazy... Uh, wait a minute. Uh, come in, Amos. Come in. Well, hello there, fellas. How are you? Hi, Amos. Uh, Amos, you missed it. Uh, man tells a gal that he made $7,000 in 1944, made a date with her with $0.12 in his pocket. Uh, who done that? Andy here. Well, it sounds like him all right, but speaking about your income for 1944, I just thought of something. Is you fellas figured out if you've got any income tax to pay? Income tax? Oh, man, they still got this thing. <laughs> I'll say they still got it. And if you were supposed to pay an income tax and you don't file it, the FBI come after you. Oh, me, I done forgot about the thing, too. The FBI, huh? You fellas better get going on it right away. Yeah, well, and uh, we as partners, uh, so our income must be about the same. Uh, get out the books there and let's figure out what you Yeah, that's right. I'll get out the cash journal here. Got it right in my desk drawer here. All right, keep the books, huh? Oh, sure. Got each month on a separate page. Profit and loss and all that. Yeah, start with January, Andy. Yeah. Uh, January. Profit, nothing. Loss, one dollar. <laughs> hmm. February, profit, nothing. Loss two fifty. March profit nothing. Loss three dollars. April profit nothing. Loss nothing. Say, Kingfish, we broke even in April. <laughs> yeah, well, you're bound to hit one good month there. Uh, uh, wasn't it then? Well, uh, then we took our summer vacation. May, June, July, August, and September. Oh, we could have short that year, didn't we? You mean that you fellas took five months vacation after not making a dime all year? Well, we was just resting up so we could hit the ball in October. Uh, what do we do in October there? We the thing there. What do you say? Well, uh, well, you know Columbus Day coming that month. That's a holiday. Yeah, I remember. Hmm. Looks like we celebrate Columbus Day the whole month here. <laughs> yeah, great man, that Columbus. Uh, how about November? Uh... Looks like we done celebrated him in November, too. Uh, uh, look, Andy, that book you got there ain't right. I remember you telling me that at the end of the year that you made $250. Yeah, that is right. Uh, Amos, has I got to pay a tax on $250? Well, I don't know, Andy. You better find out about that and find out quick. Andy, we better go over and see our lawyer, Gabby Gibson. 
He is the man that can straighten you out. Hello, Gabby. We got to see you about something right away. Well, come right in, boy. Glad to see you. I sure am glad to see you. Yeah. Now, look here, Gabby. Uh, he is here to talk to you about $250, Andy Mayer. $250? Did I say glad to see you? Let me change that to delighted. Hmm. <laughs> Listen, Gabby, this ain't $250 that I got. It's $250 that I done earned and spent, and now I'm afraid I got to pay income taxes on. Oh, uh, yeah, Gabby. Uh, what we come to see you about, you know, uh, we want to see if you know anything about the income tax laws. Does I know anything about income tax laws? Why, the first client I ever had was in trouble about that very thing. Wanted my advice on how to keep him going to jail. So I explained the income tax to him, explained it in and out, in and out. And you kept him from going to jail, huh? No, he's been in and out, in and out. <laughs> well, look, Gabby, uh, what we want to know is, did you know how to figure income tax? <laughs> That's very funny. Ask me if I can figure income tax. Can a duck swim? Can a duck swim? You mean you can figure income tax as good as a duck can swim? Well, not exactly. Not exactly. Then what do you mean? I can swim as well as a duck can figure income tax. <laughs> Listen, Kingfish, Abbey don't know nothing about income tax. Come on, let's go. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I was going to prove I know all about income tax. All about it. The first thing you do is get a couple of forms. A couple of forms. Couple of the forms, yeah? Yes, indeed. Next thing you take one of them, puts down all deductions that you think is entitled to. All that you think you's entitled to. Oh, then what? Mm, well, then you start all over. You ain't entitled that much. <laughs> Listen, Kingfish, I was right the first time. Now, Gabby don't know nothing about income tax. I do, too. I do, too. I know that you better take care of that income tax. You better take care of it. Because if you don't, the government can force you. They show them for you. How can they do that? How? By the law of the freedom of the seas. The freedom of the seas. Freedom of the seas. How you figure that, Gavin? If you don't pay that tax, the government's going to seize you and put you where you ain't got no freedom. That's freedom of the seas of Bobby Harris. Listen, Kingfish, I've been thinking things over since we seen Gabby this morning. I'm going to get this gal of mine, Caroline Martin, that knows so much about figures to help me with my income tax. Brother Ender, that's what I was here about. I just come from the bank. was talking to him over there. I got some of the forms that you fill out. And I happen to announce that I is now expert on income tax. Oh, great, Kingfish, great. Where does we start? Well, now, let's start with some deductions here. That's the only part of us there's any pleasure to. Uh, uh, let's see, contributions, that's uh, money for charity. Well, say, listen, uh, would the Mystic Knights of the Sea Relief Fund come under that? Oh, sure. Well, then, put down a dollar. A dollar? Is that all? That's all they give me. <laughs> Well, I'll put it down there. Now, the next deduction is, uh, let me see here, depreciation. Now, that word there, don't let your veins sit up on you there. I will explain the word. Depreciation means the wear and tear on something that you own and it make it go down in value. Yeah, well, in that case, I can take off of my overcoat hanging over there. Uh, has your overcoat depreciated? Well, take a look at it. Hmm. <laughs> don't look bad. Looked like a green satin overcoat to me, that's all. Yeah, well, when I got it, it was a fur coat with a green satin lining. <laughs> mm -hmm. Now, let's see what else here. Well, I, I guess you call that depreciation already. Put that down, your overcoat. Yeah. Now, but on second thought, Andy, wait a minute, Charles. I don't think they lie you for nothing on your overcoat. If you want to deduct for depreciation, you got to own... Personal property, like a home, uh, something you was lived in and slept in. Oh, well, then I can deduct for my suit. <laughs> well, uh, I don't think Mr. Morgan saw had nothing like that in mind when he started this mess. I really don't think he did. <laughs> yeah, well, now, let me see. Uh, let's forget that and get to the next deduction. What you got there now? Let's see. Yeah, yeah. Tell me, what is the next? Yeah, well, now, I know you can deduct for medical expenses, hospital, doctor's bills, and all that stuff. Doctor bills? Yeah. Oh, well, now, there's something right there. Oh, we oh. got something here. Oh, sure. I had one of them. Mm-hmm. Let me see. The February of last year, I got a bill for $30 from the doctor for some weed. Yeah, well, well, we'll take that off. $30, huh? Oh, great. And when I pay him, can I take it off again? <laughs> Yeah, I think you might be able to do that now. That ought to come under the heading of... You take it off now and then take it off. Yeah, that come under the heading of double indemnity. That's what it come under. 
Yeah, well, I know what that double means, but uh, what did that uh, indemnity or whatever this means? What is that? Well, uh, indemnity, I'll explain it to you. Indemnity means, uh, indemnity means, uh... Well, what it means? Maybe we better not take that off there. I don't think so. <laughs> oh, listen, Kingfish, we ain't getting no place here. But before I decide to have my gal Caroline help me with the taxes, I'm going to try one more thing. Yeah, uh, what you going to do? I'm going to try Shirley the barber. He got a business, so he must have paid income taxes before. Yeah, well, you can try Shorty already, Andrew, but I don't think Shorty's going to be able to help you none. Yeah. You know one thing? He is the worst mathematician I done ever seen in my whole life. Yeah. Well, ain't no excuse for no man not being smart at figures. Only yesterday, I walked in Shorty there to get a haircut and a shave that totaled up to 60 cents. I handed him a dollar, and he gave me a 50 cent change. Oh, how you like that? Cheating you out of 20 cents. <laughs> The reason I dropped in, I thought maybe you could help me with something. Oh, but be glad to, Andy. What, what does you want me to help you with? Uh, my income tax. Uh, you was in this barber business here. You ought to know how to figure out income tax. Oh, it's e easy to figure out income tax. Yeah, you, you just fill out the form the government gives you. Uh, you, you just follow the instructions. Uh, the, the form tells you just what to do. Uh, the, the government thinks so anybody can understand. <laughs> Morgenstern don't even know. Look, Shorty, mm -hmm. you got a business here, so you must have paid some income tax. Now, you certainly ought to be able to help me fill out this income tax form. Uh, let, let me see. Oh, I, I was very familiar with all the questions on that one. Oh, you is? Oh, that's great. That's great. Uh, the only trouble is I, I am very familiar with the answers. <laughs> Listen, Shorty, this is silly. You must know how to fill out this form. You have done paid income tax, ain't you? Oh, sure. I, I have paid income tax already. Oh, well, now we're getting someplace. We're getting warm here. When you pay your income tax, how do you figure out how much you've got to pay? Oh, I, I, I never figure anything out. I, I just send them everything I make. <laughs> it's a much simpler method. But if you send them everything you make, then you ain't got nothing left to live on. I ain't? No. I, I knew there was something wrong with that method. Shorty, you ain't no help to me at all, you know it? Don't you know nothing at all about the income tax? Oh, so I, I know that the government allows $300 a year for a child. They does? Yeah, but how many children make that kind of money? do kind of sound silly, don't it? Yeah, I, I also know that there are different brackets. Yeah, the more money you make, the bigger bracket you was in, and then you got to pay a lot more. you you got to watch that. Yeah, well, none of that stuff has helped me none, so give me a haircut as long as I was here. Oh, sorry, Andy. I, I can't give you one next week. Why not? Because my books, i I, I got to slow down or I'll be in a higher bracket. <laughs> well, look, I want a haircut. Oh, please, honey. You, you mess up my whole bracket. Listen, Shorty, I'll tell you what I'll do. Mm -hmm. If you give me a haircut, I promise you not to pay you for it. You do? Yeah. Oh, gee, Annie, you was a real pal. <laughs> Boy, this income tax gets more and more mixed up. I can't make head and tail of it. I got a good mind to forget the whole thing and not even file no income tax. No, you, that's, that's it. That's, that's a good idea, Andy. You, you don't have to stand for that kind of stuff. The, the, the government can't push you around like that. They, they, they ain't got no right to mess with it. Just ignore the whole thing. You love Alcatraz. <laughs> Show been a mess, Amos. Yeah, you mean this income tax? Yeah, if I'd have known income tax was going to be so hard to figure out, I never would have allowed myself to make any money this year. Yeah, well, you didn't make much. No, but by trying just a little harder, I could have made nothing. Yeah, well, you almost did make nothing. Uh, tell me, uh, what is he going to do about filing it? Well, I already done something about it. Amos, you remember me telling you about that new gal of mine, Caroline Martin? Oh, the smart gal, yeah. She's the one that works, you say, at some big office. She's smart with figures. Yeah, that's right. Uh -huh. Well, I finally called her up and asked her if she would help me fill the thing out. Uh -huh. She said that not only would she help me, but she'd do the whole thing herself. Oh. 
She told me if I just send over income tax form with my figures, why she'd fill the thing out for me. Oh, now, Cleet, Andy, did you send her one of them blank forms? Well, I didn't leave it all blank. I signed the thing where it says signature. That was the only question I could understand. <laughs> oh, I see. Uh, wait a minute, though, Andy. Didn't you tell that gal you made $7,000 last year? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, well, when she sees from the figures that your income is only $250, she's going to know you've been lying to her. Ah, but I got around that. I still told her I made $7,000 income. But when I get the form back from her, all filled out, I'll just copy the way she's done it on another form, but using my own $250 figures. Oh, that's how you're going to work it, huh? Oh, yeah, sure. Well, I got to get over to her office now, too. She told me she'd have the form all ready for me. Good. The Kingfisher's going over with me. I'll see you later. Well, is this the building where your gal works, Andy? Yeah, this must be it. Yeah, why has we got to come up the alley and go in the back way to our office? Well, she's filling out my tax blank for me on her working time, I guess. Mm-hmm. Maybe she doesn't want her boss to see her doing outside work. Yeah, and by the way, Andy, if you expect her to believe that you was a $7,000 a year man, you better not put your feet up on a desk or nothing like that, because I noticed uh, before that your shoes has got holes through the bottom of them. Yeah, well, I done fixed that. I, I, I don't think she's going to notice that. I stuffed some newspaper in there. A newspaper? Well, let me see. Uh, look up on your feet. There you is. Is it noticeable? Hmm. See the Yanks? Take a regador here. <laughs> Can you read that much? Yeah, gravel Gertie running around there. Look at that. See the whole headline in there. Yeah, well, look. Here's the door. Here, now. Let's turn her off of there, Kingfish. Yeah, okay, let's go on in there. Yeah, that's her over there at the desk, Kingfish. Wait a minute. Here she comes. Oh, hello, Andy. How are you? Come on over and sit down. Hello, Caroline. I'd like to have you meet one of my business managers. Uh, this is George Kingfish Stevens and Miss Martin here. Well, glad to know you, Mr. How you do? You know, making $7,000 like I do is why I always carry one or two business managers around with me. Yes, I understand. Well, I filled out your whole form with the figures that you gave me over the phone, and the tax you owe on your $7,000 income is $1,200. $1,200. A mere pittance. Yeah, a man making $7,000 a year like you, Miss Brown, no, that's nothing. Yeah, well, Caroline, honey, if you just give me the form now that you made out, why, I'll take it back to my office and mail it off with the $1,200 I owe. Is this the form here? Well, this is a copy. A copy? Where's the original form, the one I signed? Well, that's up front, didn't you know? No, what? I already filed it. This is the Income Tax Bureau. Gentlemen, for humanity's sake, in this time of great need, won't you contribute to the Red Cross? They really need your help, folks. So won't you please give? Thanks and good night. Good night, folks. Next week, Andy has to find some way out of paying income tax on the $7,000 he boastfully reported through his girlfriend. So don't miss it. This program is broadcast to our armed forces all over the world. This is Harlow Wilcox saying good night to all of you from all of us. Seems like Sunday. Well, it is Sunday. You see, Andy, we is on the radio now every Sunday on CBS for Rinso. And here comes the man now with the biggest news in Rinso's history. Let's listen to him. It's the biggest news ever. It's new 1950 Rinso with Solium, a full year ahead of time. New 1950 Rinso has three times the whiter washing action of any other soap. But more about that in a few minutes. Now, new 1950 Rinso brings you the Amos and Andy Show. Yes, sir, Lieber Brothers, the makers of 1950 Rinso, brings you transcribed a full half hour of entertainment with Lou Lubin, Eddie Green, Ernestine Wade, the Jubilaires, Jeff Alexander's orchestra and chorus, and radio's all-time favorites, Amos and Andy. Tonight, the Mystic Knights of the Sea gave their semi-annual dance at the Lodge Hall. The affair was a huge success. 
It's now 1.30 in the morning, and the kingfish and his wife, Sapphire, have just returned home. Well, Sapphire, you know I really done some dancing tonight. Yes, I noticed it. Yeah, I wore out the two cardboards I had covering the hole in my shoe. Ended up waltzing right on my bare skin there. <laughs> Don't you talk to me about that dance, you broke down Romeo. What you mean? It was a disgrace the way you carried on out on that dance floor. Did you have to hold that young Miss Winslow as tight as you did? What you mean? At a dance, you supposed to hold your partner tight. <laughs> Not three minutes after the music stopped. Oh. <laughs> Darcy, why didn't you get away from her when the music was over? Well, a button on my vest got caught on the lace on her dress, and I knew she, she was poor. I was uh... <laughs> Some excuse that is. George, I'm just disgusted with you. I'm your wife, and you didn't dance with me once during the whole evening. Yeah, well, how could I? You spent all your time talking to that big fat woman. Who was that dreadnought, anyway? <laughs> that was Mrs. Opalescent Parker. She just moved into town and I invited her over to the dance so she could get acquainted. But not one of them ill-mannered large brothers of yours asked her for a dance. Well, I guess none of the brothers had a truck driver's license. I don't know. Now, George, she wasn't that fat. She wasn't, huh? Well, I'll tell you one thing. If a man wants to dance cheek to cheek with that blimp, he's going to have to be shaped like a boomerang. I know that. <laughs> She happens to be a widow. Widow, huh? Well, let me be the first to congratulate her late husband. <laughs> she wants to get married again, and George says nothing wrong with I don't her. want you hanging around with her. She's very sweet and pleasant. I say stay away from her. And she just inherited $10,000 from her uncle. Uh, why don't you invite her for supper sometime? <laughs> well, I'm going to talk to you all night. I'm going to bed. Hmm. So that Mrs. Opalus and Parker's got $10,000, huh? And she wants to get married. Maybe I could get her and Andy together with a little parley here. <laughs> I might take that fat widow, hit you up to that fat head end, and come over to the thing with a nice fat wallet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I got a picture here of Opalescent that Sapphire gave me. I'll put that in my desk drawer here. I'll tell Anna that I'll open up an introduction club so I can bring soulmates together. Oh, oh, I hear the future bridegroom come clapping his feet down the hall now. Come in, Brother Anna. Oh, hi, Kingsley. Uh, sorry I visited today, Anna. I can't talk to you, but sit down for an hour or two anyway. We'll just... <laughs> Say, tell me something. What's that sign on your door there saying, introduction club? Well, Anna, ain't you here? The, that's a new club that I was running, bringing lovers together. Our slogan is, uh... Great mates at low rates. Uh, yeah. it's, a, it's a scientific uh, introduction club, and uh, we takes the guesswork out of marriage, and, uh, well, we introduce people that are perfectly suited for each other. You mean science is messing around with love now? Yes, and uh, we fix the right mate for you according to your horoscope. What is that? Oh, you will see that, and uh, it's a great big round circle with the uh, months of the year going around it, and the picture of different animals. It was invented by a very brainy man. It's called the sign of the Zodiac. Yeah? And you mean with all that stuff you can pick the perfect wife for me? Yeah, that's right, Andy. It's simple. Uh, you see, now, according to your birthday, let me see. Oh, yeah. You comes under Toros the Bull. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Andy, uh, this is a perfect month for Tauruses to get married. Oh, yeah. The sun is on the ascendancy. The moon is in the sky. The stars is out. And the Milky Way is homogenized. It's a... That sounds good, all right, but how can you pick a gal for me by using my horse's go? Horoscope, man. We, we, we just find the gal whose sign is in harmony with yours, you see. Now, according to your horoscope, the perfect mate for you would be a gal that comes, comes under uh, uh, Capricorn the goat. Capricorn the goat? Yeah. yeah, wait a minute, I got a picture right here on my desk drawer. Oh, uh, here you are. Yeah. Yeah, well... That's a nice picture of the goat, all right. Where's the picture of the gal? No, 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 and uh, uh, this is the gal, and her name is Opalescent Parker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like I say, and uh, the moon and the stars is out, the Milky Way is and out. And from the looks of her, everything is out. Yeah. Uh, 
Well, he can't argue with the stars and the planets, and this gal is the perfect meat for you. Well, stars or no stars, I ain't getting hitched up with no hippopotamus. <laughs> and you can tell that to the fellow that invented all this stuff, that John Hodiak. <laughs> Look, look, Andy, uh, don't make no sap judgment here on account of her shape. Uh, you know, she got the, the hefty type figure that men used to worship in the good old days. Yeah, but this gal must weigh 250 pounds. You mean to say that a figure like that used to be popular? Oh, certainly, Andy. Don't you remember them old love songs the fellas used to sing to the gals? Pig of my heart, let me call you fat so and all them songs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember them all right, uh, but look, Kingfish, I just ain't interested in no fat gal. Yeah, but Andy, there's more to marrying this gal than the human eye can see, you see. Well, what do you mean? Well, Andy, has you ever known the warmth and companionship of $10,000? Oh, she got $10,000, huh? Let me see that picture again. Hmm, that's funny. Uh, what's the matter? Since I last looked at her, she done lost a lot of weight, you know? If you are still worried about that excess weight you got, that ain't real fat, you know. Yeah. No, you can send a walrus like that to a place called Elizabeth Arden, and they can de-blubber her in no time. <laughs> okay, Kingfish, okay. How much has I got to pay you to introduce her to me? Yeah, well, you being my friend, then, I won't ask you nothing right off the bat, but after the marriage, you can give me the customary stupid of half the $10,000. Yeah. Okay, okay. See if you can arrange a date for me tonight. Okay, Andy, that's a good idea. We'll get right to work. I'll call up and you can take out for supper. Yeah, I just wish she wasn't so fat, though. Oh, Andy, I tell you, don't worry about that. Remember the old saying, son, $10,000 can cover a multitude of skin. <laughs> Get ready. Cause there's room for many a more. Well, I hear the car coming. I hear it near at hand. I hear the wheels are rumbling and rolling through the land. Don't get on board. Oh, the children, get on board. Get aboard the children. Oh, get on board. Oh, the children. There's room for many a more. Get on board. Oh, the children. Get on board. There's room for many a more. I hear the car coming. She's coming round the curve. She's straining every nerve. Get on board, little children. Get on board, little children. Get on board, little children. There's room for many a more. Oh, get on board. 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 Get on bothers me, happy as can be, me and two or three and my Model T. Get on board, little children, get on board, little children, get on board, little children, there's room for million more. Get on board, little children, get on board, get on board, little children, get on board, little children, there's room for many Amazing news, the biggest news in Rinso's history. The famous Lieber Laboratories announced the development of a new Rinso, new 1950 Rinso with Solium. Here's why it's so sensational. New 1950 Rinso has three times the whiter washing action of any other soap. It's here a year ahead of time, new 1950 Rinso, the only soap that contains the scientific sunlight ingredient, Solium. New 1950 Rinso washes white clothes whiter than new. Washable colors actually brighter than brand new. It keeps them whiter, brighter than any other soap. And safely. Yes, new Rinso is so safe for clothes, so kind to hands. Try new 1950 Rinso at your dealers now. New 1950 Rinso has three times the whiter washing action of any other soap. Good morning, Andrew. Hi, Kingfish, old pal. Hey, tell me, lover boy, how's things going with the widow? After all, now you've been taken out for eight days, you know. Oh, Kingfish, everything's in the bag. 
Last night I pre-posed opalescence. She done promised to waddle down the aisle with me. Oh, that is great news, Andrew. Oh, yeah. You know, Kingfish, when I first seen opalescence, I couldn't believe my eyes. It took me a little while to get used to her, but now everything is lovey-dovey. Yeah, well, sometimes just the way with gals like that, Andrew. Before you know it, you find that disgust has blossomed into love. Yeah. Well, we done set the wedding for three days from now. Oh, I tell you, Andy, that $10,000 is practically in the palm of our hands. Uh, hi, Shorty. What are you looking so upset about? Oh, sir, sir, sir something terrible just happened. That the worst possible thing about... That the most awful catastrophe... That the most horrible thing a man could... Uh, you, uh, when I, 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 uh, don't just stand there. Do something. <laughs> Now, look, I'll calm down, Shorty. Now, see if you can't talk a little more illegible, will you? Yeah, yeah. What goes on, Shorty? Well, that Andy, tell me this. That, that wealthy widow that you're going to marry, ain't, ain't her name Opalescent Parker? Yeah, that's the gal. What about her? Well, t- ten minutes ago, in my barber shop, I, I saved a fellow who just got into town. His name is Joe Parker, and he, he said he, he, he was her husband. Oh, what is you talking about? Joe Parker is dead. Yeah, dead? Yeah. I know that I never would have shaved him. Now, now, wait a minute. Never mind that, Shorty. If Overlesson's husband is alive, this is terrible. Now, what did he have to say? Well, he got talking, and he told me he ran out on Overlesson 15 years ago. And after seven years, she had him declared legally dead. Well, if he's legal dead, why, that ain't going to affect the wedding. Well, I wouldn't be too sure about that, Andy. He, he, he said he, he just heard about her inheriting $10,000, and he might even remarry her to get his hands on her. He said she was always crazy about him. Oh, me, this is awful. We gotta figure some way to get that Joe Parker out of the picture quick. Yeah, well, he's staying at the Lenny Plaza Hotel. Well, thanks a lot, Jordan, for running over here with the news. You really thought fast. Oh, I always think fast, fellas. That that's why I used to be such a great lifeguard. Jordan, you was a lifeguard? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll never forget, I'll never forget the experience I had on my first day on duty. All of a sudden, I saw a man way out in the ocean calling for help. I ran down to the water's edge, and the breakers were 20 feet high. And then between me and the man, I saw a shark fin cutting through the water. A shark fin? Mm, yeah, that's that what it was. <laughs> yeah. And right, right, right away as a lifeguard, I knew just what to do. Well, what did you do, Shorty? Oh, I put a knife in my teeth, and I, and I, 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 I got a running start, and I dove into the... I, I swam like a fish way out to the... I, I got a hold of you. I, 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 I quit my job. So, uh... Now, uh, uh, look here, Anna, look here. I, I just thought of something. If we could convince Parker that you and her is already married up and has a bunch of children, it might appeal to his better nature. And he wouldn't have the heart to break up the happy home. Yeah, and besides that, we can tell him that all the kids is the image of their mother. That ought to scare him off. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I'll call up this fellow Parker right away and get him over here. Well, sit down, Miss Parker. Now, look here, Stevens, or whatever your name is. I still don't know why you phoned me to come over here and see you. Yeah, well, like I was playing to you on the phone, Miss Parker, I hear you was in town, and I got some reporting news about your former wife, Oberlesson Parker. Yeah, what about her? Well, the truth of the matter is that Oberlesson done remarried seven years ago now, and, and, and right now she done, uh, she got a devoted husband and five lovely children. The happiest little family you ever saw. Oberlesson remarried? Yeah. I can't believe that. She always told me that I was the only man for her. Yeah, well, that's the, that's the way with women, mister. There's more than one fish in the sea, you know. Opalescent ain't the first whale that's got herself another flounder. <laughs> well, it's still hard to believe. Well, I guess it's quite a shock to you, Miss Parker, but I can tell from your great derby and the cut of that yellow checkered coat you got on that you got a heart of gold. <laughs> I-, I know you'd never do nothing to break up Opalescent's happy home. Well, look here, Stevens. There's $10,000 involved here. And the way I feel about it. Oh, oh, oh wait, I... wait a minute. Look out the window there. Look who's coming across the street. It's Opalescent's dear, devoted second husband. Sir, I leave it to your honor as a legally dead gentleman not to let him know who you is. Uh, hi, Kingfish. Uh, excuse my bedroom slippers and smoking jacket. I just come from my happy home. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm glad to see you, devoted family man Brown. And I bet you had a tough time tearing yourself away from the arms of your loved ones, ain't you? Oh, yeah. They really loved me, all right. 
Every time I tries to leave the house, they throw themselves in front of the door, you know? Yeah. Oh, you were sure a sweet papa already. Oh, yeah. Say, who is this fellow? Oh, uh, uh, he is just a gentleman that prefers to be nameless. Uh, Mr. Brown, may I present a man who has just come back from the dead? Uh, likewise. Uh, Mr. Brown, you certainly seem very devoted to your family, all right. Oh, sure, there ain't nothing I wouldn't do for my sweet wife and my three little ones. Three? Yeah. Now, wait a minute, Jeff Stevens. A moment ago, you told me I had five children. Now, what is this? Uh, yeah, Miss Brown, ain't you done made a little mistake in your addition there? Uh, the last time I went to your house, your wife told me you had five kids. Yeah, well, I ain't never seen but three. But that's opalescent all over. I bet she's saving the other two to surprise me with on my birthday. Uh, 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 Papa Brown, uh, uh, ain't you anxious to get home to your dear darling loved one? Yeah, I is. You know, my six-year-old son was naughty this morning. I got to punish him. Yeah, well, what is you going to do to him, kind-hearted parent? I don't know. I got a good mind to take away his pastor to burlesque show. So long. <laughs> uh, look here, Stevens. This thing don't sound right to me, but... With me being legally dead and everything, I ain't too sure how I stand on the money myself. Mm -hmm. But I know this much. Yeah. I has got a nuisance value around you. Oh, yeah, sir. You was a nuisance already. Ain't no two years about that, yeah. i tell you what I do. If I can get 500 bucks out of this deal, I'll blow town and forget the whole thing. Yeah, well, I tell you, mister, uh, uh, 500... Well, we ain't got the money right now, but I surely we can raise it some way. I'll meet you here at the large hall tomorrow morning. Okay, and you better have the money, or I is going to open lesson. How you like that low-down, conniving crook? Shaking us down for $500. Just when we was all set to jip the wood out of 10000 This is your old friend, John Lake. You know, one of my wife's friends used new 1950 Rinso for the first time last week. And do you know... She's almost ecstatic about it. And no wonder. New 1950 Rinso has three times the whiter washing action of any other soap. This amazing new washing action of 1950 Rinso makes clothes whiter than new, colors brighter than new, and keeps them whiter, brighter than any other soap. Well, that's the story, and it's absolutely true. New 1950 Rinso has three times the whiter washing action of any other soap. But Rinso is so safe for clothes, so kind to hands. Your dealer has new 1950 Rinso in the large or economical giant size. Try new 1950 Rinso. And now, back to Amos and Andy. Well, hello there, Stonewall. Oh, hi, King. Say, come in, man. Say, <laughs> uh, hey, Stonewall, like I told you on the phone, I got to see you about something connected with uh, Andy's marriage. Yeah, well, I hope he got better luck with his marriage than a friend of mine had. Uh, what was that? Well, this friend married a woman that turned out to be the nagginess woman you ever saw. Hmm. She nagged him damn night. So this man started avoiding his wife. Oh, he did, huh? Yeah, he dodged at his office. He avoided her at home and give her the slip every chance he could. Mm -hmm. You know something? They finally arrested him for ducking his wife. Yeah, well, how could the police arrest him for that? He was ducking her in six feet of water. Oh. <laughs> uh, now, look at Stonewall. Me and Andy has got to get $500 to pay off Opal Lessons Parker's ex-husband and get him out of town so he won't mess up the wedding. Now, I don't know where I'm going to get hold of that kind of money. Well, who you know that's got uh, $500? Who? Uh, the only one I know that's got that kind of money is that fat uh, widow that Andy's married. The only thing is, we done already told her that Andy's well fixed, is he? You did. Well, look, Kingsley, why don't you tell her, see, that even though Andy got plenty of money, right now he's tied up and he needs... $500 for emergency. Emergency, yeah. Yeah, I'll tell her that Andy needs an emergency operation or something. Yeah, I'll take Andy over there right to her house now. Oh, that's it. Stonewall, that's great. You know you is a genius. Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> you know, King, speaking of rich women, you know what? 
I had an uncle that was in love with a widow that had $10,000, but he wouldn't marry her. He had principles about them things. He did, huh? Oh, yeah. You know what? He told her it wouldn't be honorable to marry her until he had at least as much money as she had. And you know, took him six months to get $10,000. Six months, huh? Uh, how did he manage to get it? He borrowed it from the widow. <laughs> well, uh, Cindy was married, huh? Don't be silly. You think my uncle would marry a woman that was broke? <laughs> I done already rung the front door bell. I hear Opalescent coming to the door now. The house is shaking. Well, hello. What a pleasant surprise. Yeah. Glad we found you home, Opalescent. Yeah, nice to see you, Miss Parker. Come on in the living room. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You see, Miss Parker, we were just passing by, and Miss Brown just thought he'd drop in for a little prenuptial love talk. After all, tomorrow is the day that your trough is going to be blighted, you know. <laughs> well, I'm certainly glad you come up, Andy Pye, but don't you know the old superstition? You shouldn't look at the bride so soon before the wedding. Oh, that's all right, honey. Nothing's going to stop me from this wedding. <laughs> uh, Andy Pye, why don't you sit on the sofa with Miss Parker? Yeah, yeah, I'll squeeze in there. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you what, uh, let's get down to business here. Business? Uh, yeah. Opalescent, darling. I need $500. $500? Yeah. You mean you want to buy from me? Andy, you told me you had a wonderful income. Well, I does, honey, but, uh, this happens to be emergency and my capital happens to be tied up right now. Oh, oh yeah. You see, that's right, Miss Parker. Uh, Miss Brown here went over to Europe last year to expand his investments. He made a profit of full $500,000, but... Under the European Reciprocal Fleecing Act, he's only can only take. <laughs> he's like, they won't let him take a $40 off the continent. Yeah, that's right. I had to leave five truckloads of money standing on the dock. Oh, wow. You say that you need this money for emergency, Andy? Uh, well, uh, uh, Miss Parker, Andy didn't want to mention it, but the boy is suffering from a bad case of acute appendicitis. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You see, I've been expecting my money to come through from Europe, uh, so I've been putting off the operation for the past six months. You were putting off appendix operation? Yeah, well, I don't guess it's very serious. Peritonitis didn't set in until two weeks ago. Oh. <laughs> Won't you never know about them things, though? His appendix is ready to pop any minute, you know. You don't mean to say. Oh, yeah, yeah. The doctor listened to it with a stethoscope this morning. The thing was whistling like a pressure cooker. That's <laughs> Oh, me, is it really that serious? Well, I tell you, Mr. Brown ain't worried about it himself. He doesn't want nothing to happen tomorrow that would ruin the ceremony. His appendix might cut loose, you know, in the middle of the festivities. Yeah, be a little embarrassing, too. Me marching down the aisle, double up in a knot, screaming and yelling. And... Well, Andy, if you really need $500 for operation, I guess the only thing for me to do is lend it to you. Oh, that's the stuff. Now, if you just meet me in my lawyer's office tomorrow morning, I'll have him arrange the whole thing. Well, now, wait a minute. A lawyer, a lawyer. Now, now on second thought, uh, it ain't no use dragging no snoopy third party into this mess here now. No, no. Let's forget the whole thing. Yeah. Forget it? Then what about Andy's penis operation? Yeah, well, I think if he takes a couple of slugs of penicillin, that'll clear up the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll rub some liniment on his peritonitis, too. We'll do that. <laughs> well, Miss Parker, uh, uh, we got a lot of things to be getting ready for the wedding and everything. We'll see you in church tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, goodbye, my love. Goodbye. Goodbye, honey. Uh, hey, Kingfish. Kingfish, we sure was on thin ice there when she brought up that lawyer business. But how is we going to get that $500? Well, I tell you, Andy, there's only one way that we can get it. You cash in them insurance policies of yours, and I'll raise the rest by putting my furniture in hock. Then we'll pay off her ex-husband, Joe Parker, and everything will be clear sailing. Yeah, well, let's do that this afternoon, so we'll be all ready for the wedding tomorrow. Well, then, old boy, don't be nervous. There's only a few more minutes now. Ain't that right, Amber? Uh, yeah, he sure is, Kingfish. Uh, uh, listen to that church organ playing the preliminary music out there in the church now, Andy. Yeah, Kingfish, I can hear it, too. Say, Amos, uh, how I look in my striped trousers. <laughs> 
Oh, you look fine, Andy. The only thing is, it would have been kind of nice if your vest and pants would have come together there. Yeah, I hope this shirt stays in place, too. Yeah, well, I hope so, too, Andy, because I ain't never seen a groom with a bear midriff. Uh... <laughs> well, tell me, fellas, what, what happens next? Well, Andy, when the organ music plays the wedding march, me and you goes out there in the church, and we walk right up to the altar, and then Oprah Lesson, uh, she'll come down the aisle and join us there, you see. Yeah, well, you know, I was nervous, all right. I say, by the way, Andy, Ru- Ruby told me to tell you that she was sorry that she couldn't come, but you know we was expecting a little baby in the next day or two. Oh, yeah, that's wonderful, Amos. And we were talking last night, if it's a boy, we was going to name it after you, Andy. Oh, really, Amos? That's great. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. Oh, that's great. But, 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 but you know, Kingfish, this wedding has really got me nervous. Well, now, don't worry, Andy. In a few minutes, you're going to walk through that door there and promise to love, honor, and obey $10,000. <laughs> Boys, I'm giving up my bachelor days. Yeah, you certainly have had a lot of congratulations telegrams from your friends around the country, Andy. Yeah, I'm going to keep all these, too, and frame them. Uh, I'll get it, Andy. There must be another telegram congratulating you. Yeah, go ahead. You know, Kingfish, I sure was glad we was able to raise that 500 bucks that pay off Joe Parker. Yeah, and listen, Andy, Oprah Lesson must never knew that he was ever around here and got that money from us, you know. No, I... Oh, another telegram, Amos? Uh, yeah, here you are, Andy. Boy, you're getting a mess of telegrams. People are really sending you best wishes, ain't they? Yeah, they all knew you was marrying a rich gal, too, Andy. Oh, yeah. I was on Easy Street. Yeah, right. who's the telegram from, Andy? Yeah, read it out loud. Let me see here. Mr. Andrew H. Brown. Thanks for the 500. You fell for that missing husband gag like a ton of bricks. Signed, Joe and Opalescent Parker. You know, every time the kingfish opens his big mouth, uh, well, out comes trouble. Yeah, but when John Lake sounds off, what you hear is the biggest news in Rinso's history. It certainly is. It's new 1950 Rinso with solium, with three times the whiter washing action of any other soap. New 1950 Rinso gets and keeps your clothes whiter than any other soap and safely. More women use Rinso than any other wash day soap in the world. Good night, folks. See you next Sunday. Doctors approved it. Light Boy Health Soap, with its purifying ingredient, gets skin cleaner, stops B.O. as no other leading soap can. Yes, doctors compared daily baths with leading soaps proved you are cleaner, safer from B.O. with Life Boy. Get Life Boy right away. Be sure and listen to the Amos and Andy Show at this same time next Sunday. This program was transcribed as a CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Be sure to tune in next time, my friends, for another classic comedy radio show. I'm Greg Fordyce. Thanks for listening. Thanks for 